Good Saturday morning with Radio On The Go News. I'm Mitch Williams. Our high in the past 24 hours here at the studio is 57 degrees. Our 24-hour low and current temperature is 31 degrees. Here's an update on an overflow bridge project in Butler County along County Road T55 at the West Fork Cedar River. Some short-term interruptions for T55 traffic are expected for the upcoming week as the contractor will be setting beams on the detour bridge and will be paving the runaround. The Butler County Engineer's Office says the work is taking place on T55 south of Underfirth Manufacturing. The anticipated date of completion of the temporary bridge and on-site detour route is December 1st. Work will then move to Phase 2, which will involve removing the overflow bridge and constructing the substructure for the new bridge. Work will be ongoing through the winter months as long as construction activities can take place. The Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship and the United States Department of Agriculture, Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service have confirmed four positive cases of highly pathogenic avian influenza in Iowa. Three of the farms are in Clay County and the fourth is in Hamilton County. The three affected sites in Clay County are game bird duck farms with one of them also containing a small backyard mixed species flock. The affected site in Hamilton County is a flock of commercial breeding chickens. Commercial and backyard flock owners should prevent contact between their birds and wild birds. Sick birds or unusual deaths among birds should be immediately reported to state or federal officials. Last night, the Hardin County Sheriff's Department served a Hardin County warrant to 19-year-old Corbin Vervel of Nevada for violation of probation on the original charges of second-degree criminal mischief, assault on persons in certain occupations, and third-degree criminal mischief. Vervel is being held at the Hardin County Jail. Also last night, the Hardin County Sheriff's Department served a warrant to 43-year-old Joni Chamberlain of Boone for violation of probation on the original charge of a second offense possession of a controlled substance. Chamberlain has since been released from custody. Iowa Falls Mayor Mike Emerson is running for re-election looking for a second term as the mayor of the scenic city. Former Iowa Falls Mayor Gene Newgard and Iowa Falls business owner Dominic Rocky Damiano are running against Emerson as well. Emerson, a former police officer with the Iowa Falls Police Department, tells Radio On The Go News why he decided to run again this year. I ran originally just because I'd been a police officer for so long and I was kind of moving out of that. For me, it was a way to still serve the city, but in a different capacity. I'd always been in some sort of public service role for a long time, and it's just something that I saw another opportunity to be of service and being mayor you know, worked out and I got elected. At first, I was not gonna run for re-election. My wife and I had bought a little piece of property out in the county outside the city limits and we were gonna build. Well, those plans have gotten delayed for various reasons. So the time opened up, my wife and I talked, and she said, yeah, run again, you have time, and we're not going to be moving soon, so if you'd like to run again, run again. So I went from not running again to running again. New guard who was defeated by Emerson during the 2021 city school election says he is running again to serve a community that has given him so much. I'd like to work on some of the things that continue to need to be done that were concentrated on before when I was mayor. In addition to public safety, things like 
housing in the community. Like to work with Iowa Falls Area Development closely on encouraging businesses coming to the community to increase employment opportunities and maintaining and not raising the tax levies, spending our money wisely. We're looking at probably in the next few years having to replace our sewer water treatment plant. And so just like I said, continue to serve the community that I've loved and lived in for so long. Damiano and his family moved to Iowa Falls back in 2014, and he says he is looking for more communication in local government. Ultimately, I just think we need just more transparency in our, our local government, more checks and balances. Again, you know, coming from a financial background, being a former Marine, you know, I understand how to lead people, how to work with people, how to manage people, how to create a team, you know, all those life lessons I've had from, again, graduating, being in the Marine Corps, and, and being an entrepreneur. I mean, my, my whole entire life has been working or starting businesses. So I, to me, I think there's just, uh, it's just accountability and, and transparency. So I just think I can take Iowa Falls in, in a different direction. And that's why I decided to kind of run for mayor. I just want another thing on my plate. There are also three seats up for re-election on the Iowa Falls City Council this year. David Hensing, who will appear on the ballot for Iowa Falls City Council, will not accept the position if elected due to personal reasons. Write-in candidates will be the order of the upcoming city school election in Cerro Gordo County. Write-in votes will be needed to elect three members to the city councils in Doherty, Missouri, and Swaledale, while two openings will be on the Rockwell City Council. There is one contested race as four are running for three seats on the Thornton City Council. Write-in votes will also be cast to elect mayors in Missouri and Swaledale. Also on Tuesday, voters in the West Fork School District will go to the polls to cast their ballots for or against a $16,865,000 bond issue. If approved, funds would be used to remodel, repair, and improve the HVAC and electrical systems at the Rockwell Elementary Building and the Sheffield Middle School High School Building, replace roof sections at both facilities, and add a secure entrance at the Sheffield campus. West Fork Superintendent Mike Kruger tells Radio on the Go News there was an HVAC project at both campuses this past summer as part of Phase 1 of the project. Basically, that work is going to be similar work to what we want to do in Phase 2. All of that work was paid for by the SAVE levy that we get the one cent penny so the school was able to pay for all of that work. What we're wanting to do with phase two is to complete the rest of our facilities with the same work that was done in those two sections this summer. So again, yep, it is the air quality safe and secure entrance at the high school, middle school building. And when we're doing that, you know, it's an upgrade to the learning environment because when you're doing the HVAC, you're up in the ceiling, you have to, you know, you update your lighting fixtures, your LED and all of those things. West Fork hosted two informational meetings in early October at both campuses and Kruger says one concern from the public was in regards to future phases of the project. And that's something we want to make sure that our community is aware of. This is all we have that we're looking towards doing. We're not going to go to the community and ask for a bond for this and then in a couple years ask for another bond. That's not at all what we're thinking, not what we're planning on doing, and this would get our facilities to where we need them. So we are just trying to be as transparent as possible. I've brought the fact worksheets, the tax impact worksheet to the different communities. We're just trying to get word out about what it is we're trying to do and the facts about what it will cost. Earlier this year, Governor Kim Reynolds signed a law saying school bond votes have to happen the same day as general elections, 
meaning a district will have to wait another year to ask for funds or more funds if a bond fails in November. Also, Governor Kim Reynolds and the Republican governors of 14 other states are objecting to proposed federal rules on nursing home staffing levels. The proposed rule comes from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. It says nursing homes should have enough staff to provide each resident with at least a half an hour of care from a registered nurse and at least two hours and 45 minutes of care from a nurse's aide each day. The 15 governors have sent a letter to President Biden asking him to reconsider this rule. The governors say the long-term care industry is, quote, facing a workforce crisis, especially in rural areas, and the group calls the agency's proposal an unnecessary one-size-fits-all requirement that will force many long-term care facilities to close. The governors say that means many vulnerable Americans will find it more difficult to get a spot in a nursing home. 26 Iowa nursing homes have closed since May of 2022. During the 2023 legislative session, Iowa lawmakers increased Medicaid reimbursement rates by $15 million. And don't forget, it's that time of year again. It's time to fall back as daylight savings time ends tomorrow at 2 a.m. Before going to bed tonight, set your clocks back one hour. As a result, the sun will rise earlier in the morning, with the sun setting a little after 5 p.m. tomorrow. 48 of the 50 United States observe daylight saving time. The only states that do not are Arizona and Hawaii. Our high in the past 24 hours here at the studios, 57 degrees. Our 24-hour low, 31. For Radio on the Go News, I'm Mitch Williams.